Welcome to another episode of Kiss My Mic. Our theme this month is Amazing Asian Women. To honor the many amazing and talented Asian women from our community. And today, I am so honored to be joined by my friend, Gian Pesena. Gian is a travel blogger, content creator, based in Denver now, but relocated from Raleigh, North Carolina. So she was previously my neighbor around here in the area. And Gian also works in tech. So we'll talk more about that later. And an avid Clubhouse moderator. Thanks, Gian, for your time and welcome to the show. Thanks, Mike. Happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. And I'm honored, especially with the theme, uh, Amazing Asian Women. So thank you. Absolutely. No, it's an honor to have you on the show. So let's dive in with some of the questions. So maybe we can start with some background questions, Gian. For those of you who may not know more about you, you started Carry On Babe, your IG page, and also your blog as well. So tell us about how your blog started, you know, how you started as a travel blogger. Sure. Thanks, Mike. So I I started my blog back in, I believe, 2016 or 2017. I can't remember anymore. But, you know, blogging-wise, I've been blogging since probably 2011 during the Tumblr days. And then... Instagram happened and when we didn't know what to do with it, it blew up and then everybody started blogging through WordPress and other platforms. But yes, I've been officially, I took it seriously in 2017 just because I've been traveling all my life. So a little bit of background about me, my I give all the credit to my mother. Honestly, she is a researcher from the Philippines. And so she's a seismologist in particular. And that job brought her to all kinds of places. So she would go to different conferences, like nerdy geology conferences. And so she would take me everywhere with her. She would, she did her master's in Japan. And so while she was pregnant with me, I was already traveling also. So, and she's taken me to all kinds of places. We've lived in different places. So that's where I got all my inspiration from when it comes to travel blogging from her. And I also just love sharing my experiences and giving everybody inspiration and motivating everybody to travel to and how they can Anybody can do it, basically. That's actually great to hear. I didn't know that your mom worked in research and yeah. in seismology. And so how much do you like volcanoes now? She tried to get me. So my both my parents are actually geologists. They both worked at, used to work at Fevox, which is the Philippine is it volcano. I can't remember the entire, but Fevox. And I tried to like it, you know. <laughs> But they always made sure that I was prepared whenever there's a calamity of some sort. No, that's good. And they're also kind of like the the perfect travel companion, I would imagine, right? So they would be busy in their conferences. So you have all the time to yourself to explore the different places. So tell us a little bit about how that was like. Some of the travel experience that you had traveling with family. What are some of the memorable destinations that you've been to? that you can share as well. Sure. So one of the most memorable one would be my mom. She was presenting in this 
conference in Italy. So while she was, uh, like you said, there are perks to it. I was little. So while she's presenting her poster research, she put me into this, I guess, little tour for all the children of the researchers. So it was in, I can't remember, I think we were in Rome. You know, we had our tour guide and we went to different caves. We saw just the architecture and that wasn't actually the most memorable part. The most memorable part was meeting all the other children of the researchers. And it's, you know, one of my first interactions with someone who doesn't look like me. So I was like, wow, there's Americans or there's other Europeans. And in my mind, I was like, wow, they have blonde hair, blue eyes. I've never seen that before. So it was my first exposure to just, you know, somebody who's not Filipino. And it was just fascinating. And I remember in particular the table manners. So, you know, coming from the Philippines, it's like I was raised to be very quiet, very behaved in the you know, when you're eating. But these kids, they were like, just <laughs> with their food, like, I don't know, I just remember that in particular, they're very outspoken, and they just did whatever they want. That is actually one of the topics that definitely dive into as well, a lot about our identity, Philippine identity. And we, we talk a lot about that on Clubhouse and other platforms as well. Before we get to that, Gian, I do have some other travel-related questions. Sure. So now more broadly, so you talked about some of the experiences you had traveling with your family when you were younger. But now as a travel blogger, tell us about why travel specifically, because there's been a different kinds of bloggers, right? So food bloggers, there's different themes and focus. Why travel and what do you think is the benefit of, of traveling to to people? That's a very good question. And something that I love talking about just because when people hear the word travel or being able to travel, there's always that people stop and don't go for it because they think it's traveling is just for somebody who has a lot of money. It has to be this luxurious thing. So I focused on travel because of how how much it's done for me. Before, I always joke how I travel to escape my problems, <laughs> but I do travel because of just all the new experiences, the new places that I can go to, the new people that I meet. And I feel like it traveling is in a way expanding your horizon. So we live in such a small bubble sometimes, and we think that the world that we're in is it, but we don't realize how people, even outside our cities, live very differently from us, have different opinions from us. And I value that so much, you know, all the different cultures, all the different languages. And I think that's why I love travel so much is because you, it's endless. Like you will always keep learning, you will always find just so many new things. And it definitely opens your mind to everything, any topic. So like even the way people eat, the, just the different things that the different ways people do things. So I encourage people to travel all the time 
because there's always so much to learn. I love what you said. It's endless, which is so true. Even though you've already been to a place, the next time you go to the same place again, it's not the same experience. And there's just more, so many other things that you can learn. Yeah. I like that. I like that perspective. And what you said too, expanding our horizons and and broadening our perspective, learning about different cultures and different languages. So definitely a good advice to make sure to try to travel. And it's not, it doesn't have to be expensive. So to your point, what are some of the tips that you can, it could be related to being budget friendly or just planning for a trip? Are there some things that you can share in terms of tips? Yeah, if you are somebody who is probably younger and, you know, doesn't have a lot of money, you can also change the way you think about travel. I know with Instagram, it's so easy to to associate travel with, you know, luxurious, uh, luxurious trips to Greece in a nice, I don't know, like very fancy hotel. But there's so many ways to travel. It doesn't have to be international either. It could just be finding a new city or something. So if you are a budget traveler, start with a day trip or something. You know, it's cheaper and it's also cheaper if you travel with a group, go to the mountains, stuff like that. And I also recommend, I say while you're young, especially if you are looking for accommodations, uh, hotels and Airbnbs can be expensive. I recommend going to booking hostels. If you're not familiar with hostels, hostels are like the cheaper version of hotels. So imagine, think about uh, some of ho- some hostels are different from each other. So there are fancier ones, nicer ones, but the main concept of it is you are paying for a very cheap bed <laughs> and it could be among it could be bunk beds with six people, four people. So it's like a little dorm room and you, or you can also pay for a private room. But the main point of it is in hostels, you can meet so many people. So let's say you book a little, it's usually called pods. You can book a pods, a pod for $20 and there might be five other people in that room. Some are unisex, some are not. and It's amazing because you meet all kinds of people from all over the world and it's very cheap. And usually at hostels, there are, they do free walking tours. So if you're international, when I backpacked in Asia, our hostel had a free walking tour and the person running the hostel was doing it. And not only that, you get a free walking tour, it's somebody local who's giving you a tour, which you can never get if you're probably in a fancy hotel or something. Another tip I would say, just go for it. What I've noticed with the people who are some engaging in some of my content online is a lot of people want to travel, but they never do because I'm actually not sure why. I think sometimes they don't have anybody to go with or they don't have, they don't know anybody else who travels a lot, or they might be the first one in their family to do so. So there's that fear. But I, I don't know, I just encourage everybody to just go for it. Just try it. Yeah, the benefits definitely outweigh all the the fear. Yeah, things that they're, you're concerned about, or you're thinking about. You talked a lot about the different tips. And some of the examples that you shared earlier in terms of where you've been to. 
Can you recall any crazy travel stories? Any crazy travel stories? I would story. imagine when you're meeting so many people too, right? Like staying at different hostels and going yeah. to all different places. Not to put you on the spot, but if there's <laughs> anything that you can think of. Any crazy travel stories? Or the one that happened to you recently in Hawaii. Oh, no. <laughs> Wait, which one? <laughs> The one that had the butt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. so I guess we could do that one. So, just a background. Recently, my husband and I, with a few friends, for my best friend's thirtieth birthday, we all traveled to Hawaii. And so my husband and I are coming from Denver, and then the rest are coming from North Carolina. So the second day, our plan was to go around the city. Actually, that morning we went surfing. Everything went well. I rode some waves. That was a good day. We had lunch. Then we were shopping. And then towards the end of the afternoon on our itinerary, I really want to go cliff diving or or shopping. And so I so we went there. It actually took us, it was a hard, it was hard to find it. You know, it took us a while to find it, parking. That should have been a clue. To, that should have given the sense that, no, you shouldn't go. <laughs> it does not want to be found, right? No, it doesn't want to be found. And when we got there, I mean, it's a, so it's a beach. And then to the right is where all the boulders are. And then there's rocks, boulders, and water splashing against the boulders. And you, I just looked at it, and I was like, "Is that where we climb up?" And but I see people jumping up from the top of it, and there's no stairs, there's nothing. You really have to swim, then walk, and then crawl on your knees, on your hands and knees to get up there. And at first, I, I tell my friend, "Hey, come with me." And we start climbing it. And then she actually ended up going back down because when we got up to closer to where you jump, I, do you know, do you remember in, uh, I don't know if you've seen Lord of the Rings, Yeah. but you know how, when they have to cross where, I don't know where it is, <laughs> there's like lava and it felt like that, but it was the ocean. So you have to cross this like thin area of rocks like a bridge and then at the tip that's where you jump again another sign that i should have not done it and so i climb i stay up there for a couple minutes and then more people pass me and this group of girls passed me and they said are you coming and i said i don't know i'm thinking about it and she said well if you go i'll go so then we started climbing it was really an obstacle to get there but anyway once we got up there, I go to where the area where you jump and I look down and my heart sank and I did not want to go. And the girls who I went with have already jumped, but I just couldn't. And all the people around me have been jumping up and down, up and down. And they were just like, hey, if you just jump. I promise it'll be okay. And I kid you not, I was so terrified I stared, stayed up there for about an hour and a half. Oh my gosh, really? I sat there for about an hour and a half. I watched kids jump. I watched mothers, dads go up and down, do backflips. And I just stayed there terrified. Wow. Like I would try 
and then I would sit back down. So after, I mean, I was already, I saw the sun was setting. I probably start around 3.30 or something and it was already almost five. So the sun was already starting to set and I, I was getting tired too. And my friend who originally climbed with me and stopped, she saw me hesitating for that long. So she actually climbed back up and climbed back up with me again up there. And she jumped to show me it was okay. After she jumped, probably another 30 minutes. That's when I finally jumped. And so when I did, I guess everybody told me when you jump, you just stand like this, stay up cross your arms and then just keep your legs straight. But I don't know what happened when I jumped. It was about a 30 feet drop. I I guess my, my legs bent a little bit. So my butt touch hit the water first. I have a video, but I even seeing the video, it doesn't look like anything. It just looked like I jumped. And if you guys have jumped in water from a really high place, you know that the impact is like pretty much like hitting uh, cement. It was fun. It was fun. When I hit the water, I mean, it hurt. But in my mind, I was like, wow, that's so much fun. And but I knew I said, "I, I feel hurt. But at the same time, I feel that excitement. And when I it started, uh, you know, I swam back and it started I swam back to the shore and it started. I mean, I didn't really think about it, but the next day, my butt, my butt cheeks were were reddish blue the entire the entire area. And so I, you know, for the rest and this was second day of the trip and there's we're there for a week. So the rest of the time my butt was just black. <laughs> <laughs> it was just so bruised. Oh my gosh, yeah. It was hard to sleep. <laughs> I just, I can't imagine, right? But that was crazy. Like, yeah, just doing it. And I've done it before, but it wasn't that high. And feet. from afar, it doesn't look like it's a lot. But when you're up there, I don't know if you're scared of heights, Mike, but it's scary. <laughs> yes, for sure. It is scary. I don't know if I'll ever do it, but will you do it again? Is the other question? No, I don't think I'll do it again just because when I posted it on Instagram about what happened, a lot of people guessed what happened to me because it happened to them. So it seems like a normal thing that when you jump, you I had friends who she said her thighs got bruised. That is also a good lesson too, right? You know, for others who May want to do it safe. Yeah. Not 30 feet, but something less than that. Just make sure to follow your advice, right? You know, make sure your feet go first. But it, it's insane because some people were doing belly flop. Some people were doing backs, like, uh, what do you call it? Back, like the back flip. Back flip. And someone was doing a handstand. So I, I don't get it. Oh, we got to see that video. Did you post that video? On not yet. Not no? yet. Okay. No. We'll see. We'll do it like those when you draw. Okay. This is where you're supposed to touch yeah. The, yeah. the water. That's crazy. Thanks for sharing that story. It was. I can just feel the excitement and also kind of like the anticipation, especially like, oh my gosh, can I do it? Can I do it? And then you finally did it. But I'll give you for your persistence overcoming the, the obstacle. But 
that was quite a lot of I mean I feel like if anybody if somebody wants to do it the longest time to wait is an hour and a half so if you're ever scared just know I waited there for that long okay an hour and a half we'll take note of that Gian one other travel related question you've been to so many different places Recently, you were in Hawaii. You've traveled when you were younger as well with your parents. So now, just a broad question. Are there any favorite travel destinations that you've already been to or other places that are still in your bucket list? Yes. So my favorite uh, place that I've, one of my favorites that I've traveled to is Portugal. So it's actually one of the places, my, again, with my mom, she got a position there in the, at the university. So my senior year of high school, I had the chance to live there for a year. And I graduated high school there as a senior. And that's just one of my favorite places to travel because it's it's not as compared to Spain. A lot of people go straight to Spain. People forget Portugal. But the one of the places is Portugal. And because it's not it, you know, it's not as popular as Spain. And just how do I even describe it? It's it's just a charming, very charming city. And the food is amazing. They have amazing fish, amazing pastries. And I the one in particular, why I always say it is I went to a place where it was a town inside a castle. And it was just, yeah, the town itself is surrounded by the, like the walls of the castle. And so there's just so much history. Everybody's so nice. And I feel like Portuguese people are always up to party. And so it's, I love it there so much. And I had a different experience since I did live there. So I got to experience being in high school there. And it was just interesting kind of seeing the hierarchy of students, teachers, and what a typical teenager would be doing. And I've made amazing friends there. So it's beautiful. They just, they have amazing beaches. Yeah. I've never been, but I think it's a good, it has a really kind of charming image to it. Yeah. How about in terms of bucket list? Places you haven't been to yet? Oh, I want to go to Iceland because Iceland or Norway. Iceland because I, I mean, I've seen everybody's pictures and photos and how you can go from seeing a volcano to like a geothermal thing, like lake. I, I follow one of my friends right now. She was there. And I mean, it's amazing. The waterfalls, the landscape is just, it makes you feel like you're in Mars or something. And I've, I haven't experienced that yet. And in order to go around, I think you have to travel with, you have to rent a car of some sort. And so I want to go there. I want to see Glacier. I want to see all the ice stuff. <laughs> Even though I don't like the cold that much, uh, it, it looks incredible. I want to go. Aurora Borealis. Yes. Yeah, that's amazing. That too. That's another good place I haven't been to as well. So mm-hmm. Let's make sure we make that happen. I'm going to switch into some different topic or theme, but it's still related. It's more on the blogging side. So True. in terms of blogging, any blogging tips as well or 
your thoughts on what types of content work and just overall thoughts on kind of like the blogging side of things. Okay. If you, Ooh, that's a good question. It's so people, people think that when it comes to blogging, you just write and then hit publish and then you're good. I would say that if you're getting into blogging, you have to know that it takes a very long time to do and you have to be very consistent. And even now, I feel like with my blogging journey, I'm still in the very quiet, you know, start of it. And I've been doing it for three, three years or so, uh, seriously. So I would say if you're really getting into blogging, you have to be very consistent and you go all the way. You can't go just a little bit, like try it out because it will never go anywhere. And do your research. There's so much information out there on how to start blogging. That's how I, your friend is Google. <laughs> and I would say when it comes to what to write, the content that you create, if you're just going to create content that you want to write, know that not a lot of people will read it unless you you have to be, uh, you have to do SEO, which is the search, search uh, optimization engine. What is it? Search, search engine optimization. So if you're just writing it like a, you know, like a diary, don't expect a lot of people to read it. Don't expect a lot of traffic to your website because it's never going to be found unless you have a lot of following on Instagram or other social media. But if you're into blogging, you have to do your research uh, when it comes to your keywords, when it comes to the topics, because you would want to write about things that people are searching for. So that's very important. And what else? Again, like with travel just start it if you've if it's been in the back of your mind for a long time just go for it if you it, it's easy to to think that oh there's already a lot of bloggers out there there's so much you know there's so many creators out there know that the reason why you should do it if you really want to do it is because no, there's nobody else like you out there so your voice is different from someone else you, everybody has gone to Paris, France, but nobody has had your experience yet and nobody has your voice. So that uniqueness and the different perspective you bring is definitely a valuable thing and I think you should go for it. Absolutely. It's definitely the story that makes it more interesting as well. I mean, it's the place is amazing, right? It's great. Good thing to start with. But kind of like with what you're sharing with us, you know, just your background with geologist parents, that's kind of how you got into a lot of the interest in like seismology and all that stuff. So it's that story, it's that part of the story that actually makes it interesting. Speaking of blogging, and this might be related to the travel as well. There's a lot of collaborations out there, right? So you could be, you could write or feature somebody who's also a travel blogger, or there could be another travel blogger that could feature you, or you could do a collaboration. Is there anyone that you can think of that you would want to collaborate with? Ooh, that's such a good one. I would, it would be an honor to collaborate with Glow on, I don't know if you've heard of Glow. So her name is Glow Antanmo. And she is Glow Graphics on Instagram. And she is a uh, Black 
content creator and I have followed her journey for uh, four years, probably five years now, but she started as a travel blogger, switched to, uh, she did photography and now she's doing more of the social justice work. And recently she, her career has just skyrocketed. She's doing a lot of trainings blog like blog workshops and she she just has a lot of her own uh, courses and she spoke with I'm so bad with names but she recently did a I'm sure everybody's familiar with Tony Robbins so she she spoke with him and other creators out there so she's an amazing speaker and the reason why I want to collaborate with her is she is if you've met her or you've listened to her, she's a very thoughtful speaker. Every Whenever she speaks, she's always giving you so much value. She's always teaching. And her biggest thing is whenever you post or whenever you put yourself out there, she always quotes, are you, is this post, are you asked for this post? Are you asking your audience to look at you? or learn from you. And I love that about her because she's always she's always learning and teaching and you know, she's been able to pivot uh, in so many ways. She's just very versatile and I love her. She's I want to cla- I don't know what we do, but maybe even to just learn from her cuz she does have a lot of courses, but I would love to meet her and do something with her because she's such a joy. And whenever she, I'm just fangirling now, (laughs) but when she, when you hear her speak, she, she just brings this light, amazing feeling and you just want to follow her and be inspired by her. So yes, glow, glow would be the one. (laughs) I'll definitely check glow graphics and i like what you said about kind of like asking yourself whenever you're posting something or you're putting some content out there to the universe what you wanted the audience to to do whether to look at you or to learn from you I really yeah. like that. it comes from a place of offering that's great so i think i'm gonna ask some other questions one of them we've talked earlier we've always talked about kind of the Social speaking of social justice and racial identity issues and being Filipino during the past year, we've seen a rise of AAPI hate. What are your thoughts in terms of what's going on when it comes to that? And what are the things we can do to to stop it and and really increase the awareness on on the racial issues towards AAPI and addressing the issue? I'm just curious to hear your thoughts, GN. Yeah, I mean, that's a heavy topic that we've been discussing for months now. And my thoughts on it, I would say as a Filipino American, I'm not surprised with what's happening. And because I've lived it, you know, the stereotypes that we now have are on camera and videos that are shown. It's not surprising for someone like me. And so I would just say that with last year's climate, it definitely exacerbated everything with how the pandemic was blamed on Asian Americans or Asians in general. I think that definitely made it worse. So, and my thoughts on it, uh, how you said how we can prevent it. I would say we can prevent it 
by I go back to why I travel is we can prevent it or we can alleviate it a little bit when people start listening and become more open-minded. So you don't have to go to Asia to understand the Asian experience. I would say you can easily, we have so much access to resources now and there's so much, there's just so much out there, so much information so easiest way to right now to learn about other people's perspectives or to learn about Asians' perspectives is to see if you're on Instagram or on social media, seek Asian creators, especially those who are sharing their experience, which I, I do that um, specifically being a Filipino American. I share about some of my struggles and my um, my experience here and how being Asian has impacted um, the way I live and all the things I've experienced here. So I think that's one way is to hear stories from people who don't look like you um, and and highlight those voices. So when when it comes to people always ask, how, how do you become a good ally? Becoming a good ally is making sure that the spotlight is not on your experience the spotlight should be the asian people's experiences like people who are experiencing these biases so when you hear stories you always have to think despite how it's making you feel especially if you're if you're white and you don't experience any of these things you you have to learn how to take the ego out of it because you might start to feel defensive like especially when we're talking about white privilege I mean, it can easily trigger some people, but the main thing is to highlight the Asian Americans, highlight AAPI people and make sure that you lift them up. When you're put in a circumstance where you do see some type of Asian hate, you have to speak up. I mean, that is the time to say something on social media, but it's so different when it happens real time where you see hate real time is that's when we need other people to help us. No, that's good. There's a lot of nuggets that you've already shared, but in terms of just listening is a good step, right? It's what you said. Listen to the stories, highlight the stories. It's similar to kind of when you talk about travel, travel, seeing new places opens your mind to newer perspective. It's the same thing in a way when you're listening to other people's stories that are different from you so it's a, a way to also learn about the different experiences so that's a good message and speak out whenever there's uh problems that's going on so what about in terms of the filipino identity specifically so we we talked about this in the beginning when you were a kid when you traveled to italy that was the first time you noticed somebody who's different and obviously that identity is important to us and you know i would imagine as adults there's more thought process that happened within you in terms of embracing that identity. So what are your thoughts on that in terms of the importance of, of being aware of the differences or being aware of our own unique identities and embracing it? I like how you put that because when, when I was younger and I think about my identity as a Filipino, I never thought of it as you said it's uniqueness to me it you know i'm just remembering it now to me it felt more like a oh why is my skin brown <laughs> or 
I was, I remember being embarrassed to speak English because my English was really, it was bad. I was young. My English was bad. I was very quiet. So I was aware that I was different and I looked different. My skin color was different. And now that it's important because it's, it might be different. It might not be the standard Eurocentric type of beauty, but it makes me feel very proud of what I where I came from. You know, as a Filipino woman, I never thought I'd be here in the US speaking with you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking with Mike, author, podcaster, but in all seriousness, I I think that's very and it's hard for me to even answer the question because I'm not in, up until this year and just a couple a few months ago, I haven't This is the most I have really thought of my Filipino identity and really dug into it from the pre-colonial history, uh, stereotypes. I have never had that conversation as deep as the conversations we've had in Clubhouse, all the the trauma. (laughs) And I have been a part of Filipino groups throughout college, and we never, it was more surface level Filipino stuff, but I think it's important to have those discussions to to get visibility with our for our experiences. And because I think Filipino voices have never been really in the spotlight. When we think of Asians, it's always East Asians, or when you think of Asians, you think automatically Japanese, Chinese, Korean, but Filipino voices are never really highlighted. So I think it's so important to have these conversations and really dig deep in our histories so that you never know who's listening when we discuss these things. And I wish I had these conversations when I was younger also. Because I never, I never had meeting people like you and the rest of the people in the Phil Excellence Club. I've never had that type of community before. And that's a good message to really connect with the community and to be engaged with the community and have these conversations. Because you're right, you never know who's listening because Glow Graphics might be, could be listening too. So that collaboration <laughs> might happen. So, But this is great. We need to shine a spotlight. We need to feature... And, and celebrate kind of the different achievements as well so with you being a travel blogging. So I wish you all the best and can't wait to see more content from you, more collaboration. I'm going to get into some of the final questions, GN, to go back to our themes. Amazing Asian women. So we talked about your experience as a travel blogger. And I know, I think in your blog, you talked about you wanted to empower women travelers as well. And you also work in tech, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe... Talk a little bit about what it's like to be a woman in the travel blogging world and also in technology. (laughs) (laughs) All these deep, hard questions. So being a travel blogger, being in the travel blogging world as a woman, it's pretty normal, I would say. I mean, there's many of us, but typically it is, it is, dominated by white women, I would say. So I really, that's why when I talk about my stories, I really make sure that I incorporate me being an immigrant, also me being Filipino. And again, travel is a luxury too. So that's why I always talk about 
budgeting and access and how I could make that easier for a lot of people. When it comes to being a woman in tech, it's, I'm going to say it's very hard because 99% of the time during meetings, I'm usually one of the, like one of the few women there. Sometimes I'm by myself. Sometimes I'm the only person of color. So I I started in tech t- about two years ago. Prior to that, I was more in research, but it's it's hard. <laughs> I don't know how else to explain it. It's it's a new challenge for me because I've always been a very outspoken person and I always stand up for myself. But being in tech, it's a completely different ball game because it feels like everybody around me is smarter. I'm always working with engineers. So and my background is international relations which has nothing to do in tech. Don't ask me how I ended up here. But it's terrifying sometimes and it can be lonely because there's nobody else. It's hard to be in any place where there's nobody that looks like you and there's nobody who can relate to your experience. That being said, I am trying to use that to my advantage because with the, I'm trying to connect a theme here. We've, what I've discussed before I could easily say that this is hard and I'm just gonna give up and just keep my head down and keep quiet but like I my message earlier nobody else is like me and my voice is very different from others so I use to my advantage being looking different and having a completely different experience from uh, from everybody so I it could get it's gotten me in trouble sometimes <laughs> because like I said I am very outspoken but you're also from in tech Mike right or yeah. so you know how I don't know how your experience is yeah. I mean it's I've been to like tech conferences where it's like 97 98% men like with what you're saying it can be terrifying to be in a situation where you're different but I think it's good that you're actually using that Basically, you know, taking on the challenge. Thanks for showing up, for being vulnerable in terms of what it feels. I mean, it can be, you're right, it can be, it can feel lonely and terrifying and all sorts of things, right? So thanks for taking on the challenge, for showing up, using your voice and continuing to drive change because that's what's needed, right? We need more diversity. We need more women in tech, in leadership positions. I guess on that note, what's the advice that you can give to other maybe younger you know, women out there who might want to pursue a career in, in technology? My advice would be you don't have to have a tech degree in order to pursue something in tech. Uh, like myself, my background is international relations. I just happen to have some background in proposals and proposal management and finance. And I used that. I mean, they got interested. <laughs> so I, I think you can you can gather all your other skills in order to apply something to a role in tech. And my other advice is from my mentor, accept first, learn later. So like a lot of women in, uh, a lot of women when they're applying for positions, I believe it's like 90% of women, when they apply for different positions, in particular in tech, 
they never apply unless they meet all of the qualifications. Mm-hmm. And while men, they apply if they meet 20% or so. <laughs> so I would say just go for it, apply for a position that interests you. And if you, once you go through the interview and they do accept you, accept it and you can learn later because you'll, once you're in the industry, once you start working, you'll see nobody really knows what they're doing. <laughs> and a lot of people learn on the go a lot of the skills that you use in the tech space, you usually the management or the people who hire you will teach you. So just as long as you have, again, that your unique voice, that drive to do well, I think people really value a positive attitude and being really eager over someone who's, you know, super technical. So go for it. You can do it. And Again, accept it and then learn later. I like that. Accept that and learn later. It also goes back to your point earlier about having that learner or learning mindset, right? Being open to that, that there's so much more to learn. Any other final words, Gian, that we may not have covered? I mean, we've covered a lot. <laughs> we did. <laughs> you have so many backgrounds. like, And that's what's interesting about it. You have such a unique story, right? So just your technology background, being a technology professional and and talking about the lack of diversity for women in tech. And then the travel blogging, being Filipino, we talked about the API issue as well. So I guess any final thoughts or words that you may want to share? I want to share. I would say I really value my favorite people in the world are those who are very curious. And I think curiosity goes such a long way when it comes to anything in life. That's why I love travel. I have all these hobbies. And I guess my my last thing is to just stay curious and to always have an open mind because you never know where life can take you. I had a very detailed planned out picture for what I'll be doing after college and nothing went as planned. <laughs> so <laughs> I would say even though plans uh, don't work out, keep that curious, uh, keep that curious spirit and it will lead you to so many things that you can never think of. So that's my, that's that's my advice. <laughs> Thanks for that, Gian. It's such a great way to end our conversation about keeping the curiosity alive and being curious because you just be surprised that there's so many good things that can come out of it that you may not have thought of you know kind of what you were saying so Gian thank you so much for being an inspiration thank you so much for sharing your experiences and being vulnerable and we just can't wait to hear more about your stories out there so thank you thank you Mike 